I don't talk about their deepest desires. I don't talk about what this is going to do for them or like how many vacations they're going to get to take with their family. Like I'm a data driven numbers guy. And just like with sales, with marketing, you've got to track your numbers. And I can tell you whether or not you're, these guys are doing business with uh, a marketer who's doing a good job or a bad job just based off their numbers. Welcome to the Nailed It Podcast with your host, Joseph Hughes, founder of Contractor Dynamics and creator of the Dynamic Accelerator Program, found at ContractorDynamics.com. Sit back, relax, and welcome to today's fire episode on the business of construction. All right, I am here with my good friend, sales and marketing hitman at Contractor Dynamics, Mr. Dan Patrick. What's going on, Dan? Not a whole lot, brother. What's up with you? Uh, just glad to be here. I'm excited. I've been excited for this conversation since we scheduled it a couple of weeks ago. I really want to dig into uh, your experience talking with roofing company owners and managers every day and really, uh, I think, get a little bit deep on like the psychological and the mental game on what separates what you see as successful owners, uh, leaders, entrepreneurs from others who might be struggling or, uh, you know, unsure or confused, like what, you know, what are those common characteristics of, of the winners that, that you see? So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to unpacking that today. Yeah. Well, there's like so many things going through my mind. Uh, I think like, uh, answer your question uh, broadly, it's systems. Like, so, I mean, I talk to at least a dozen new contractors every week and it seems like, like the big dogs that are doing multiple seven figure production years, like with these guys, everything that could possibly be automated is automated. Owner of the company knows what his or her role is. They know exactly what the role is of all their key players on their team. Um, there's like, you know, there's, there's typically multiple layers of decision-making and just a lot of problems that oftentimes should not even be brought to the owner's attention because they just don't even have to worry about it. So they have systems in place. Um, I, I think is, is the big, is the big one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the systems aspect of it. And you mentioned the owner's role. So, uh, from your view, a uh, successful roofing company owner, like what is his or her role? What is that person focusing on on a daily basis? It varies um, because there's, I mean, there's a lot of owners that really enjoy the sales cycle. So they want to be involved in sales or some of the owners really enjoy kind of training their sales team. So they want to be sales managers and you've got guys or girls that just really don't want to manage sales teams. They don't want to deal with marketing. Um, they don't even want to deal with production. They just, they just kind of want to focus on the vision, forging new relationships in the industry and, and being an actual CEO type. Um, but it just really varies. And, and I don't think there's any right or wrong role to have at the company as long as you know, you're able to keep your sanity um, and, and make money. Um, the, the, the biggest shortcoming that I see when I talk to, to folks about marketing and obviously the nature of, of your program is, is training these people how to do it themselves. So the huge shortcoming I see with guys um, wanting to hear about, about our program is they just, they don't have the time or they're dealing with all of these other things. Like how could they possibly stop and focus on marketing when they have to deal with um, production, uh, you know, cl um, client, success, um, you know, just like, you know, just making sure their projects are going through. There's, there's, there's dozens of things that go into having a successful roofing company. A lot of the guys, they just, they can't let go of certain processes and they just have to be involved everywhere and it ends up in a broken system. Yeah. Yeah. I can't let go of processes. I think that's generous. I don't think most companies actually have processes to let go of. It's just like, starting out uh, in a running a business growing a business like yeah i did it like you do everything and it's just it's chaos yeah it's it's, it's chaos for a couple of years and you're doing things that don't scale and your your hands involved in everything and you're the bottleneck for everything and you have to you have to evolve from that like you can't do that forever 
that is like I was at Home Depot this morning uh, getting some things for our house and and like there's a ton of contractors there and I'm like and I don't like guys that I don't know like just contractors in their trucks and everything picking up materials and supplies and I'm like if that like if that business owner has been doing this for like 20 years and they're just like this is the routine like that's just like startup level that like 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 has never evolved and it's usually it's like dude just take 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 a week off take a day off and just think about what you want your business to be like like do you want to be going to home depot to pick up supplies every morning and then going to the job like if that's what you want then awesome that's great like if you're a handyman you like to work with your hands like that's you want to be hands-on that's awesome but be intentional about that like if that's not what you want then like make a plan to get out of that like that hamster wheel and get out of that chaos uh you know you have the the dashboard the dashboard with all the paperwork on it and it's like oh my god that's that's stressful just looking at that yeah i think those that behavior comes from a place of fear um because you know a lot of these big bad roofers that i talk to like the old schoolers especially they started with a pickup truck and a magnet or less than that and as they scaled their business, they were in charge of all these different operations and they've been doing it for so long. They're, they're now at the point where they're just, they're incredibly uncomfortable handing that baton off to um, new people on their team, which they don't typically have. So it's, it's that owner operator mentality. And it's just, I see a lot of guys doing it and um, man, yeah, it's, it's just having those systems in place. Do you think it's fear that, hey, I, I want, I don't want to do this, but no one else is going to do it as good as me because I'm the owner and my name's on the truck and I need to, I need to do this. Yeah. I think human beings are inherently uncomfortable by not having control of something. And, you know, you take that in conjunction with what you just said, like, of the fear of someone not being able to do it as, as good as them, because maybe there's like unique nuances of the company or the way you, you build out projects and things like that. But I mean, those things can be trained. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's fear of, of losing control and fear that the, the person's not going to do it as, as well as them. So they just end up in this uh, big cycle. Yeah, it takes time to build that out, uh, to sit down and, and really map out like what are the processes of a business. The thing is, like, I think a lot of us get get wrapped up in like, oh, well, our business is different. The way we do things is different. Like this is not like a normal roofing company. Like, so it's really hard to train this stuff. Right. I couldn't just bring in Dan off the street and train him to do this because it's very specialized. In reality, it's not like pretty much all businesses are the same, right? We have different products and services and things like that. But you have a you have a, a marketing system, a customer generation system. You have a, a customer conversion system, a sales system. You've got a way to produce, deliver your your products, your services, whatever it is. You've got a way to collect money and make money and figure that out. And like, there's some very basic systems and and that are common to every business. So. Anyone watching this, listening to this, that that is like thinking, man, I don't know how to do this. My business is so complex. It's really not. Just take a step back and like these are common systems for any business, um, and they're they're more trainable than you think. And in reality, as an owner operator, you think you're great at everything, but you're really not. You're actually doing your yourself and your customers a disservice because you're not amazing at everything. Um, Dan, you're not great at everything. I'm not great at everything. Um, figure out what that unique ability is, what you're great at, and then bring in people who can be who can be great at those other things. And you're going to grow your business because your level of service and your uh, your level of client service is going to be that much higher because you've got all these people in the right seats focusing on the things that they're uh, they're strong at. Yep. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So you mentioned that you talk with at least a dozen new roofing contractors every week, not new, but a dozen contractors every week. Uh, I do as well. And, uh, 
and you're talking sometimes on a pretty deep level, like talking about marketing. These are roofing company decision makers, owners, managers who are who are looking to solve a marketing problem. And so they're looking to us at Contractor Dynamics to potentially be that solution. Um, what and we talk a lot about like internally in our kind of little sales chat about like abundance and scarcity mindset and all that. Can you talk about that a little bit and what you see, what you hear on the phone from different people? Any business owner, but especially roofing business owners, they, they get hammered on a daily basis with um, lead gen guys, marketing guys, like you name it. Like they're, they're getting phone calls trying to have their faces sold out off. And so a lot of times they'll come into the conversation with me um, to explore our product um, with all of that stuff still like on their backs. All that baggage and all those preconceived notions and, and their, their guard is like way up, right? Tough guy. Yep. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's really very simple to um, just kind of overcome that for me just cause I, I, I do it over and over again, but I don't, I don't talk about their deepest desires. I don't talk about what this is going to do for them or like how many vacations they're going to get to take with their family. Like I'm a data driven numbers guy. And just like with sales, with marketing, you've got to track your numbers and I can tell you whether or not you're, these guys are doing business with uh, a marketer who's doing a good job or a bad job just based off their numbers. Um, but the other, th so knowing, knowing your numbers is, is one thing that I see. Um, it's just so easy to just overcome some of the problems you encounter with marketers just by knowing your numbers and knowing your return. And the second thing is having clear expectations with your, with your marketers. Um, I think a lot of guys I get on the phone with just have the preconceived notion that someone's going to be able to wave a magic wand and make all of their problems go away. They could be doing business with the best marketer on the planet, but if there's other bottlenecks in their business and they don't know that they have those problems, they could end up blaming the marketer for a lead that, you know, wasn't able to be converted when actually it's just like, you don't have, you don't have a sales training method that teaches your guys how to close. Like, there's, there's so many, there's so many things that th these guys come in with. Um, I don't know if that, if that answers your question, but. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would like to take that a little bit deeper in a second into the mental game, but on that, on that surface level, like we see it all the time and Tim and I talk about it a lot on, on the, on our, our videos and podcasts. It's like people expect magic and they expect it overnight. And it's just not the case. Like if you need, if you need sales, if you need leads like this week, then go out and pick up the phone, go out and knock some doors, go out and shake the trees, like call your database, like get in front of people like now marketing say that's, that's the job of sales to get customers today. The job of marketing is to get customers tomorrow to build out a system where you have a pipeline of consistent opportunities next month, next year, five years from now. Like that's what marketing is all about. And we've had guys and I say guys, but guys and girls come in to our program. And as much as like, you know, you're not, you're not selling them on, on magic leads or anything like that, of course, but it's so ingrained in them that they just like expect this to happen right away magically. And we've had people come in, not, not very many because we try to attract, you know, uh, like-minded individuals. And as you would say, uh, world-class human beings into our, into our cohort. But a couple of people do come in and, the, and they, they realize that there's work involved. They realize that they're not, you know, it's not magic. And they need to, you know, put in the work before they actually get the results. And, you know, they'll get frustrated and, and sometimes they'll leave and maybe ask for a refund in an extreme case or two. Uh, and it's just like, dude, like that's that's not how marketing works. But we want to help. Like we want to help educate you on how this works, because it does work if you work it. Um, but if you expect it's like it's like something is you know orange and you want it to be blue like it's not it's just not it's it's orange like you got you have to know the difference so it really comes down to education which is which is what i love about the industry or i love about what we do 
And I also think like they're just, people are addicted to instant gratification. It's like if someone, you know, got a thousand dollars that they wanted a casino, are they going to turn, are they going to invest it in their financial future? Or are they going to go buy scratch off tickets for the chance to like double their money? It's, it's, it's just like that with leads and marketing. I feel like, yeah, yeah it's not like this, this stuff takes years and years. Like it does not take that long to wake up a community and create an evangelist of your brand. You've just got to start being consistent, but you have to start. And yeah. as, as long as you give money to other people who are only bringing you leads and bringing you instant satisfaction and aren't really growing your brand, um, it's just, it, it, you're not really, you're not really keeping an eye out for the future. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love that. Um, I want to, I want to get into that a little bit more. So Dan's referring to what I think you're referring to, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, is like paying for leads and paying for marketing, paying marketing companies to generate new leads. If you were doing that, like that can work. It's getting harder and harder because there's so much noise out there. There's so many marketing people out there, marketing companies working in the roofing industry than even a year ago or two years ago. It's crazy. Uh, we've been doing it for eight years, so we, uh, we've seen a lot. We've done a lot. Um, but if you're just paying companies to generate your leads, like those are leads from prospects who still have no idea who you are. And, and you're not taking the time to build a brand and get them to know who you are, get them to know, like, and trust you, then that sales process is still going to be a pain in the ass. Like it's a cold lead that you have to like, you have to, you know, do the dog and pony show and show them or tell them why you're the best and why they should work with you and all that. And it's really hard. Uh, and you see a lot of roofing company owners and managers talk about like, oh yeah, we got leads, but the leads suck. The leads suck. Like you always hear the leads suck. Well, if you're buying leads from, I mean, roofing's high ticket, let's face it, whether it's insurance where you're just paying your deductible as a property owner, or if it's retail and you're, you're paying the full boat out of pocket, whether it's now or over time uh, in a financing situation, it's still a high ticket. It's still a big decision. So when you have a prospect coming to you who's who's you know making a, a pretty significant financial investment, it's not like they're buying a t-shirt and they don't know who you are, like, yeah, you, you're gonna have to do some work to win that business. So you can either do the work on the sales end and and frustrate the hell out of your sales team because they're you know they're having to jump through hoops and everything, or you can do it proactively on the marketing end and get people in your market and your community to know you so that when they do come to you, when they do become a prospect, they're like, yeah, Dan, Dan's roofing company. Like I, I see you guys all over. I want to work with you guys. How does it work? Like, how do we get started? Not like, Hey man, I'm getting five quotes. I just want to, you know, see where you're at. Like, what's your price per square? Like that's <laughs> completely different conversations right there. Yeah. And man, that that just reminds me I talked to a gentleman yesterday who like his his he has a family lineage of roofers that they've traced back to the mid 1800s okay like wow it's they are a family of roofers they've been doing this for decades and um like just from that one phone call i had from him i gathered all of the data that i would have needed um, to, to really paint a beautiful picture for the people in his community. So like, if you take a story like that, you can trace your lineage back to the late 1800s of, of roofers to like illustrate how much of an expert he is versus mm -hmm. my name's Dave with Dave's roofing call now for your free inspection. Like if you're going to attract two totally different types of clientele and a lot of times when I hear about the guys ending up in people's driveways and they realize that the person's just there looking for the cheapest roof in town, it's because they never built the value in their ad copy. They didn't get the right people to raise their hand. They're just like, anybody's welcome to this ad. Like, you know, here, here's some free stuff. That's, that's, that's the, that's another thing. Like, yeah, storytelling is so important. Like the facts tell and stories sell, right? So 
facts, yeah, you can get free estimate, free inspection, but you're just a commodity. Like when you look and sound like every other roofing company in your town, then like, yeah, people are going to shop you on price because they just see you as one of many. Right. But if you're, if you're telling your story, like a hundred and 50 year old business or a hundred plus year old business, like that's awesome. You're telling your story, which connects with people, but it also communicates that like, Hey, we've been around forever and there's a good chance that we're still going to be around. So when we do your roof, Dan, uh, and here in 2020, if you have warranty issues, like we're just call us, we're going to be here. Like we own the building down, you know, down the street, like you can stop by and see us. You can call us, whatever. We're, we're not going anywhere. And, and that's the trust that people want. Like they don't want a fly by night guy that might be out of business in a couple of years. So you talked about the roofing company owners, decision makers that you, you'd speak with every day and, and some of them understand how the marketing piece works. Some of them, most of them have no clue. So there's, you know, some education that goes on there, but we, and we always talk about this on our, on our text thread, like the, the mental game. And there's, there's people that have like the abundance mindset. They understand that they need to invest in themselves. Uh, whether it's spending the money, spending the time, uh, recruiting others from within their company to help them with the marketing or finding someone outside to bring in. And then there's others who are just so, and you used the fear word before, they're so fearful or scarcity minded. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Like the differences you see there? Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, most of the most of the business owners I talk to their position on investing and in, in money in this is like directly correlated with how much money they have in their bank accounts. And like it's, it sucks because if, if you're operating, if, if your mindset is, is operating like someone who, you know, doesn't have any money to invest, like you're, you're really just, you're never going to graduate. Um, and then I talk to some guys who are just so sick and so fed up of working with people that just don't work out and they don't care what it takes just, just to, to work with the right people. Um, they're, they'll invest, like they'll make the investment. So like, as far as mindset goes, like you've got to believe in your heart that you have something great to offer your audience. You've also got to believe that you have something you like unique to offer. Um, and you've got to be coachable and you've got to just believe in yourself. And like, I'm not really super into that woo woo stuff, but you really do have to believe in your company and you've got to believe in your heart that you've got something awesome to offer these people. Um, and typically these guys that I talk to, they, I mean, if I asked them, they could come up with a laundry list of why people like to do business with them. And, and I tell them like, all we got to do is, is take what you already know and turn it into a weapons grade social media marketing framework. But you've got to detach yourself from this version of yourself that's not making it happen or it's never going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't think it's woo woo to say you have to believe in yourself like that. That's number one with anything you do in life. And uh, I've invested in training programs and education and coaches and things like that. And my belief is that regardless of how much it is, whether it's $60 or whether it's $6,000, I know that I'm going to get an ROI on that. If I do the work, like it's up to me, I can, I can buy a, you know, not that I would do it or anyone would do it, but like I can buy a book for $10,000. And if there's some concepts in that book, that can help me make, you know, a hundred thousand or a million dollars. Like in most books there actually are, right? If we actually read a book, uh, study it, implement it, go back to it, highlight it, you know, take notes, like, yeah, pretty much any book that you can, you don't have to spend $10,000. Thankfully you can spend 10 bucks or get free book in the library. And like, you can make a million dollars off of that. So it's like, it's internal. It's like, I know that anything that I invest in, as long as I give it the time, as far as like dedicate the time to doing the work, then I'm going to, I'm going to do really well. Um, I guess the times where I don't invest in things that I know would be good for our company or for myself, 
I'm just honest with myself and like, I just don't have the bandwidth right now to do that. And we talked about the guy you talked to today out on the West Coast, the the, uh, the gutter company owner. Um, he was like asking all these questions like, hey, I need to know that this works. And um, and you're like, or you can you can tell tell us what what you said, but it sounded like maybe he didn't trust himself or, or believe in himself, right? Yeah, and my most honest thoughts are that he doesn't know how marketing works, and which is understandable. Most roofers are not like brilliant marketing masterminds. Totally understandable. Oh yeah. But because they they've never understood the nuts and bolts of good marketing and how good marketing is done. Like you, you take that ignorance and you combine it with a bunch of unsavory experiences with, with other marketers and them never having closure of why it didn't work. Imagine where your mind can go with that. But if you understand why it didn't work and what a good marketing plan is made of, then it's, it's a lot easier to, to make the investment and understand why you need to make that investment. Like take your example with the book, like um, you're going to study that book. You're going to understand like step-by-step step all of the things that it's telling you to do, all of these activities that you need to do to get the result you're looking for. If you're paying someone else to do that, if you're paying someone else to do those activities for you, um, you don't have that control. You typically don't even know what they're doing. And if it doesn't work out, you tend to think, well, I don't know if it was them or just this whole concept as a whole. So therefore I think all marketers are evil. <laughs> yes. That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Yeah, that's, uh, it, it comes down to education, like I said. And I talk about this all the time. Like you need to have a basic understanding of market. Like marketing is, is a, is some will call it the essential system of your business. Uh, right alongside with how you do your work, which is like production, like building a roof. Uh, it's right there. Marketing, sales, uh, operations, production, finances, like those are the systems. So it's a major system of your business. You need to at least have a basic understanding of how it works. Not that you have to do it forever, but so like you're alluding to, Dan, when you go out and hire someone to help you with it, you know how to work with them. You know how to collaborate with them. You know how to keep them accountable. If things aren't working, you can call them up and be like, yo, dude, what's going on? Like, why are you doing this shit? This doesn't make any sense, you know? Um, you need to have that. Like, just as if you have no uh, financial literacy and you got to hire a bookkeeper or an accountant, um, you don't even know how to evaluate if they're doing a good job or not. You don't know how to work with them. Uh, you don't. You're not going to get the results that you want uh, or the service that you want. So, it's so crucial. Whether you join one of our programs or just watch our YouTube videos, our free content, whether you go out and join another program or uh, consume some other videos and trainings, like just educate yourself on this stuff because it's going to, uh, it's going to be a huge asset for your business moving forward. So Dan, uh, when guys, when, when people get on the phone with you and they're like, they're looking for leads, they're looking for done for you services, uh, done for you, meaning like we will gen we will run your ads and do everything, which we don't. How do you how do you pivot and and educate them on what we do and why that could be in their best interests? First thing that I point out is when you hire a, a, a done for you service, like no matter how good of a job they're they're doing, or no no matter how great of a marketer they are. Um, every month you're going to owe them typically a retainer that can be anywhere from like 500 to 2,500 bucks a month. And then on top of that, they're going to take, um, you know, an allowance for pure ad spend. And the thing that I like to point out is, is regardless of, you know, how good they are or how bad they are at the same time, every month, they're going to be out that retainer. And when you when you do the, the marketing yourself, like assuming you have the framework within your organization to handle doing the marketing yourself, um, it's a lot more cost effective to just do the marketing on your own. If it's something you can handle, um, you know, a lot of guys hire out for SEO and Google AdWords and, and website building and stuff like that. And I wouldn't necessarily 
recommend that, that someone go out and do that themselves without a bunch of training. But as far as Facebook marketing goes, like it's, it's the most cost effective platform you can use for your business. Most people are already on there and it's not that difficult. So I just, I like to point out that, you know, it's more cost effective to do it yourself. And also at the end of the day, that company is, is not closer to anyone's heart than the business owners. And as long as that business owner is coachable and, and they believe that they have something special and they can write me a laundry list of all the things that, that people like about them, we can take that person and replace the done for you Facebook marketer. And we could do it in 10 weeks. Um, and I, I, that's kind of how I put it. And then I just ask him like, you know, do you feel like you're in the position to, to handle something this, like this right now? And then if they're not ready, we kind of just lay out the framework of things that I want to be in place um, for them to work with us successfully. Awesome. Right on. Yeah, I agree with that, Dan. Like some of those technical things like building a website, uh, SEO, Google ads, those things are more, I guess, more easily outsourced. It makes sense to outsource those things. They're very technical. Uh, and they're also not, uh, well, a website, you're, you're using your photos and videos and everything, so it's more personal. Social media, like if you're gonna hire out your social media advertising, Facebook and Instagram, and there's a marketing company that's like running ads with like stock photos and like, you know, they're, they're running the same ad for you in, in Naples as they are for, you know, their other client in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's just, it's the same exact campaign, the same stock photo, just like the cities are changed out. That's so generic that it's just not gonna, like, it's not gonna connect with your market. Like what's gonna connect with your market is, uh, show it's sharing your story, like showing off your projects, like video testimonials, uh, interviews of the team, uh, your team, or just pictures of your team and things like that. So you mentioned that it's more cost effective, which it certainly is. And it's, it's also more effective. Like even if you're paying $10,000 a month to a marketing agency with your ad spend and everything like that, uh, it's hard for them to be effective if you're not as a roofing company, if you're not playing an active role in that and getting them content and, you know, doing some videos and things like that. There's only so much they can do from a thousand miles away, uh, you know, to market your business. Yeah. And that's, and that's the reason that we built out this whole program. This training program is we had for seven years, we ran our marketing agency and our clients they were always getting the best results at like every time were the ones who were involved. Like they're, you know, they're showing up to calls with us, collaborating over their results and they're getting us footage and videos. And we developed this program to help our clients have more success and be better clients for us. So we can, you know, collaborate and make that happen. And then we, we rolled that out to the industry. So it's, it's, it's that important uh, that, that you need to, the marketing, you have to have some marketing DNA inside your roofing company. If you're just gonna be like, you know what, I'm busy, regardless of your size, whether you're a $1 million company or a hundred million, doesn't matter. If you're like, you know what, I'm busy, I don't wanna do marketing, I'm just gonna outsource it and pay someone to make my phone ring. That's tough. That's really, 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 really hard to make that work. Really hard to make that, that work. Joe, I wanna, I wanna share a little bit of insider info since I'm, I'm kind of, in this space, like I've got a lot of friends in the marketing industry and in the sales industry. If you consider, like you've got to consider that a lot of these mark, a lot of these digital marketing companies, they were formed uh, from them taking some sort of coaching program or, or some sort of educational program themselves, teaching them how to start an internet ads agency. And typically the coaches who teach these, these people how to start agencies, what they tell them is that they need to find a niche and they need to find an ad that works and copy and paste that ad for all of those niche specific clients across the country, which can work great if you sell cupcakes. But in roofing, because there's all these unique nuances in every different market. The building codes are different. The insurance restoration process is different. The building materials are different. Like, you know, whether you're retail or predominantly insurance restoration because there's a high storm activity 
area. Like there's all these different things that are different and are totally unique to every single zip code across the lower 48. If you were, if you find yourself working with a done for you marketing company, you can, you can bet um, that they're, they're more likely going to use something for you that they've used for everyone else. So um, kind of where I was going with that is if you do it yourself, like these guys are already getting on roofs every day. You're not going to pay a marketer to follow you around with the camera unless you're Lee hate um, on, on these roofs, you know, like you're already there. You've got a phone, you know what you're doing. You can, you can talk to the camera as you're doing what you're doing, tell the story of the homeowner and all this. No marketer is going to be able to capture that if they're working with a few dozen other people in your area made up of dentists, lawyers, and real estate agents. So that's, that's my take on that. You feel strongly on that. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and that's why, and I say this all the time. So this is, we're in 2020 right now. And maybe you're watching this a couple years down the road. Awesome. Uh, three years ago, like y- you could run some generic Facebook ads, even in markets like Dallas that are like completely saturated. But like Dan mentioned, there's these like training programs and coaching programs. I've been, I've been through a few of them uh, to, to learn a thing or two where you have complete complete noobs coming in and be like, I want to do marketing. I need to pick a, a niche where there's, you know, the, the market has money and they need leads and like roofing kind of satisfies, checks a lot of those boxes, if you will. And you see it all the time, right? It's like guy, new guy comes in, starts blasting the Facebook group, starts like with his, you know, backdoor kind of sales pitches like, oh, message me. I got this secret thing. Um, and they'll last for a couple of months and they're gone, you know? And, uh, it's, it's just like, it's not dude, like that's, that's bordering on like unethical. Like if you don't know the industry that you're marketing for, then it's irresponsible. Uh, it's, 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 um, what's the word negligent, not negligent, belligerent to think that you can, uh, have an impact, um, just because you took a six week course. So yeah, so that's why that's why a lot of people listening to this are like, man, my phone's blowing up all day. My inbox on Facebook Messenger, like I'm just getting peppered with these guys and girls. Like that's why. Another so, thing I want to point out is like, typically these guys do end up doing business with a done for you marketer that came to their inbox. If you consider right. the very nature of how that relationship started, the fact that it wasn't through a sales funnel, that should be a red flag. Like. Unless you are just, you have a gold plated organization that everyone wants to work for, like, you know, just that uh, some special kind of company that a marketer would, is willing to dial the phone for, unless mm-hmm. you're that, it's a red flag. Cause that just kind of demonstrates their skills to run ads. Dude, I, I, I'm so glad you said that. I couldn't agree more. There's a few things on that. Like, and you've seen it. And I know we've both commented a little bit, but we try to just stay away from knuckleheads online because there's plenty of them. But we'll run, we run our Facebook ad campaigns and there's other marketers who will come in and they'll basically come into our comments on our ads and like try to poach people, right? Like try to pitch, they're pitching their services uh, like, I'm like, and sometimes if I'm in a snarky mood, I'll be like, dude, like you must be an amazing marketer. If you have to come into another company's ads and try to like bring people over to your side, like go ahead, have at it, man. Like, that's great. Like I, cause like do your homework. If, if someone is just pounding your inbox because they want your business, like, well, they should have a marketing funnel, marketing system, uh, themselves. And, and I, I, we don't do really much outbound at all, but you're talking about like that gold plated company. I actually saw in my inbox today from roofing contractor magazine, they do like their top 100 roofing contractors every year. And, uh, they had the top 10, they did a preview of the top 10 and I'm scrolling through and I'm like, oh, we actually, um, we don't work with any of the top 10 yet. 
And I'm like, we need to figure out a way to get in front of those decision makers. And that's going to be some outbound, like biz dev type of work, you know, maybe sending some letters or, you know, doing something for, you know, for a 200, 300 million dollar company. Yeah, but we'll do it in a tasteful way. It's not like I'm going to find the guy on Facebook and just, you know, blow up his inbox. Um, you know, you got to you got to do it in a tasteful way if you're doing any sort of biz dev. And it's the same in roofing, right? It's like you want a multifamily uh, community, you want a commercial building or you want a portfolio of commercial buildings. Uh, you've got to take time to build that relationship um, or build or build a, you know, a marketing system that you're going to attract those people that that you want to work with. We got right into the content here and we never uh, got to know who this guy, Dan Patrick, is. Uh, so can you give us a little background on you and um, you know where you came from, the roofing industry, what you're doing here, and that kind of evolution? Yeah, um, so I was in the roofing industry for three years. Um, I started in St. Louis and then heard about people chasing storms. So I uh, chased a storm in Nebraska and did absolutely horrible. For those that don't know, and I think a lot of our audience will know, like what, what do you mean by chasing storms? Like you doing like taking videos of like tornadoes or what? No, what, what happened was I had a buddy who was working on a, uh, a roofing company up in Omaha and he just, he, he reached out and was just like, Hey man, there's, there's a lot of, of work up here. You got to get up here and, and, and sell. So I chased a hail storm um, to sell, uh, restoration projects. And I was brand new, had no idea what I was doing, was just knocking doors in the heat. And like, I, I did horrible. I was up there for a couple months, um, came back to St. Louis and just kind of regrouped and, and started to really work on my sales process, actually ha having a sales process. And then I just, I really started to kill it. Um, ended up going to Naples, Florida to work um, another storm, Hurricane Irma. I did, did very well down there. Um, but after a while, just like knowing myself and knowing what I enjoy most about the sales process, it's not the outreach. It's, it's not door knocking. It's not introductions. I like talking to sophisticated individuals who have a problem and they believe me to be the person to help them do that. So I kind of repositioned myself as a sales consultant for people who had products um, online or wherever that had an audience of warm leads. Um, and typically there were business owners that just wanted to let go of their sales. So I positioned myself to help people like that. Um, and that's how I met you. Uh, through through a couple of acquaintances of ours, um, and then I ended up heading sales for you. So it just it just really helps out that I'm extremely familiar with the roofing industry. So this this relationship has worked out. Yeah, I'm super grateful for uh, the people that connected us almost a year ago. It's been uh, awesome for for our business and and really awesome for our our industry too because they're they're getting a level of service like even if they, they talk with you for a half an hour, 20 minutes, and they don't end up joining us, which is fine, uh, they're still better off after that conversation than they were before. So if, you know, if they listen and if they're humble enough to be coached, if they go to implement. So I really appreciate that. What, what was it? So you mentioned door knocking in the roofing, in the, you know, roofing sales and whatnot. Um, was that it or are there other things about the industry that you were just not, that you didn't like or? Yeah. Um, <laughs> being in, in a different place in the United States, every time there was a new storm event, um, I loved Florida. And, you know, if it, if it weren't for COVID, I would not, I would still be in Florida. I'm actually in Missouri right now hanging out. But um, the other thing that I really needed that I wasn't getting from the industry was uh, freedom of my location and, and freedom of my schedule. So I'm a big traveler. I like to travel the world. Spent a couple months in Southeast Asia last year just closing deals for um, high-level business owners from a, a laptop and a cell phone. So that's more my style. 
Um, but I still understand, you know, the hardships and the challenges of, of knocking doors and owning a roofing company just from witnessing, um, you know, the, the inside operations of other roofing companies. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty familiar with the game. Uh, but I like, I like to be mobile and I like to have freedom. So that's kind of why I'm here. Yeah, man. I love that. I mentioned that word intentionality before. And like, it sounds like you were, you were intentional about like, Hey, I'm doing this thing, making some good money. Um, actually if I do something else, I'm going to probably be walking away from a decent amount of money. Uh, as far as, you know, maybe commission owed or whatever the situation, I know that's pretty common. Uh, but being intentional about, about what you want and, and building, you know, your vocation, your business around your life, uh, and not, not building your life around your business, not working 16 hours a day and being like, all right, now I got time for something else, or I don't have any time for anything, anything else. So, um, that's something that, that I'm really passionate about in our, in the industry is, is trying to educate, uh, roofing company owners that you can have an amazing business an amazing family. You can be healthy and fit. You can travel. You can do all those things. You can be involved in your community and you don't have to work 16 hours a day and completely like burn out. I want, I look forward to potentially getting into some, maybe some coaching or training programs that we develop to help people do that because it's not all about marketing. It's not all about making money. It's, it's about, you know, doing what you love and, and what you're built to do and, and, and doing other things outside of what it is you do for money. Right. Absolutely. So speaking of which, what do you, uh, what do you like to do out there in Missouri when you're not, uh, on the phone talking and educating roofing company owners, man? Um, I'm really into guns. I like to shoot a lot. Uh, I'm, uh, so I do a lot of trap and skeet shooting. I'm a member of the gun club down the street. Um, spend a lot of time on the range. I like outdoor stuff, man. Like I've got toys. I've got, you know, I've got a, a car that I like to drive, um, that just kind of sits on weekends. My, my truck is my daily. I've got a four wheeler that I like to ride. I like going kayaking. I like to do a lot of things. Um, and I can do them during the week. Like Pete, my, you know, people have access to my calendar and if, if it's open, I can use that as personal time. So I like to do all sorts of things, man. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Uh, I, operating in a calendar is so key. Uh, I took mine. I took mine a little bit extreme, more extreme this year or in the past like month or two, where I don't I don't have any calendar openings on Monday or Fridays. Uh, only Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afternoon, and like that's because I want to you know build my my business and my life intentionally and and not you know answer random calls when I'm out doing something else. Do that. Get a hold of your calendar, uh, not you, but people listening and watching. Like, get off Facebook, get out of your email inbox because your your inboxes are other people's priorities, not your own. So you got to operate by your calendar. Um, huge, huge believer in that. Um, and you mentioned you mentioned your guns and and you know, other toys and whatnot. I love the text that the text uh, messages that you'll send out once in a while. I'll be like, hey man, tee up some more, tee up some more calls. Dan needs a new gun or I need some, new, <laughs> I, I, I need, I need some new boots. I, I need to get some new boots. Like tee up some more calls. Yeah, man. That's my style. I like closing deals and then spending money. Um, <laughs> you know, like we were talking about calendars. One of my, like my biggest pet peeves peeve is, is when someone calls. Um, sometimes this is warranted where you just do it the old fashioned way. And they're like, when are you free? When am I free? But when you're dealing with six and seven figure entrepreneurs that, that run roofing companies and they want to talk to me and I've already got a busy schedule, like that takes planning. I, you know, use my calendar. I'm going to send you a link. Like I, I send people links to that, that gives them access to my calendar, but they just don't want to do it. They'd rather send me texts and say, I'm, well, I'm free on Friday at three. That's great. Um, but I'm not. So I tried to give you access to my calendar. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's, yeah. And I'll get calls like randomly. Uh, not many people have like my cell phone, but just on Facebook messenger, like, a, like an audio call, like, like in the random times, like, are you serious? Like, 
I have my I have my day planned out. And and I was thinking about this yesterday, Dan, because I know there's there's a few a few prospective uh, roofing company clients out there that we're trying to pin down and actually get on the calendar. And they're like sending me their number and they're messaging me or you or whatever. And it's like, we want to force people to actually schedule a call because that's all part of it. It's like, if you can't schedule a call and show up for it and, you know, be, be uh, present and take notes, then there's no way that you're going to be able to like do marketing for your business. Like you're just complete, like it's complete chaos. And unfortunately, I mean, or fortunately, whatever way you want to look at it, I mean, we lose out on five figures a month, I'm sure, in business because we refuse to like operate in chaos like so many of uh, so much of our industry does Um, legit like, you know, legit. We lose money because we don't just answer the phone when someone calls or, you know, call call someone when they're like, yo, give me a call. I'm free. I'm in the truck between jobs. Like we don't work that way, man. Um, and neither should you. So it's, uh, it's interesting taking a stand, you know, losing out on potential opportunity, but like anything else, you know, with the abundance mindset, like we're attracting the right types of people that are, you know, that we're going to be able to have, uh, help have, uh, a much bigger impact. Dude. And I can't tell you how many times I've sent you a text or, or given you a quick call to say, Hey, run this credit card number, just close another deal. And you were spending time with your family or spending time with your friends or just doing some like out exercising, doing whatever. Um, because I've got that part sorted out for you. I wish more roofers did that with some of their operations. Um, and I tell people like the reason you're not on the phone with Joe right now is because he's, he's a coach. He's dedicating himself as a coach in this program. And, and he's kind of passed out his responsibilities amongst his team members, me being one of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Tim as well, like Tim did our, uh, our pro group call today as he does most Thursdays. And, um, it's dude, it's, it's awesome. Like back to the beginning of this conversation about trusting others to, you know, to, to help you out uh, and be on your team. Like, I love it. Uh, we're in the middle of like moving right now, our, our house and family and everything like that. Uh, and then, you know, you've got like you, you on these strategy sessions and Tim is, uh, Tim is running some of our coaching calls and, you know, we've got some other things going on. So uh, I don't say that to like to brag, but I say that to encourage, you know, if anyone's watching or listening, who's like still holding on to everything, like let go, let go. Cause other people are going to do, uh, the right people will surprise you with how, how great they do. My hope is that content like this helps, helps people, uh, you know, whether in the roofing industry, construction industry, whatever, just think about their businesses and their setup and their life like a little bit differently than they've just been operating and um, and get out of chaos and get get more organized and get your shit together for lack of a better term right yes cool that's about it any parting shots Dan anything else you want to add yeah if you have a uh, a marketing manager that works full-time at your organization yet most of your leads come and ho- come from home advisor you're doing it wrong. That's all I got to say. Mic drop. You, yeah. If you have someone that's, if you have someone in your company who is tasked with generating new business and they're just buying some shared leads off of some service, like get a grip, call us and we'll train that person on how to do it properly. So yes, absolutely. We rarely, yeah. All right. We rarely have calls to action or, you know, mini pitches like that in our, uh, in our content. But since we're on with the sales and marketing, uh, assassin or hitman, as you refer to yourself, uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll go there today. We'll make an exception. So, uh, appreciate it, Dan. 